welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to episode 25 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 25th episode of Talk Direction. What is 25? That's like, it's like a quarter of a life right like quarter is there like a is there a name for that um um centennial nope that's a that's a hundred years (laughs) i feel like there should be it's a quarter i don't know what else to say about it but just one fourth of something (laughs) one fourth (laughs) yes but Um, yeah but we're not stopping at a hundred so no we aren't so it's like, it's, what is it? It's like one over infinity, because this, this podcast will be infinite. I mean, I don't know um, math, so that sounds right to me. Wait, one and over infinity? Isn't that like some limit or something? I forget high school I'm math. literally the worst person to ask, <laughs> but 25 was my like um, lucky number when I was a kid, so, you know? Oh, cool. Hopefully this episode will be good then. <laughs> um. So currently, Kara and I are, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are too, um, like in finals week in college and like doing all our final papers and having exams and stuff. And I think in high school too, this time around, uh, like December just is really stressful as well for everyone. So I hope everyone's doing okay and make sure to take care of yourselves and stuff. Um, but I also wanted to start this episode off with a little bit of a rant, um, so I don't know, Kara, which way do you put your toilet paper on? What? When you, when you... <laughs> I know, I didn't I didn't tell Kara what this story was gonna be about. When I'm you literally... put toilet paper <laughs> I'm definitely one of those people that like does not care. Oh, uh, are you serious? Okay, well anyway. Okay. I always like to put the toilet paper on so that like the top bit is on the top. Like you know, so it's just like it's like on the top and it's right there. Yeah. Not underneath or whatever. Okay. So in my dorm room right now, and I'm sharing with a roommate who's, you know, not my actual roommate from my other college because I'm just um, visiting right now. Um, anyway, so I always am the one who gets the toilet paper from downstairs because you have to ask for it. And then, like, they give you a toilet paper roll, which is so annoying because you have to get them all the time. But anyways, I put the toilet paper on, on, roll on yesterday and I put it over like the regular, normal way people should put a toilet paper roll on. And then I come back to the room and the toilet paper roll is the other way. And I was just so upset <laughs> because, you know what? She never gets the toilet paper roll from downstairs. I always get it. And if I'm going to be the one who freaking gets the toilet paper roll, then it should go over like I want it to be, you know? Like, oh, I was just very frustrated. And she has put it on because sometimes I'll get a couple extra rolls. So mm-hmm. she's put the roll on before and... And, like, I've noticed that it's been upside down, and I never knew if it was just, like, an accident that it was upside down or not. But now I know. She actually flippin' switched mine around, and I was just like, no, this is not okay. So I don't know if I should just switch it back and see what happens, or just let it be. (laughs) That's the most, like, passive-aggressive thing you could do, but I kind of want you to just because, I mean, she did it, so, I mean, now it's war, basically. It, It is. I'm just, I mean, she's a fine roommate, but, like... Oh, you know, you can't be friends with someone who puts the toilet paper the wrong way. 
I remember when um, me and our friend Olivia was visiting, didn't Olivia put it on the wrong way and you like flipped out at her? Probably. Like, why would you put it upside down? It just, it's harder to get the toilet paper off. Like, then you have to like search for it. Like, if it's right there, uh, it's just like common sense, people. I've literally never heard someone get so impassioned about this. It's been bugging me. <laughs> you have to just but anyway, get it out. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to hear more content like this, not that I purposely, you know, segued like this, but we've been doing bonus episodes or, well, we've done one bonus episode um, and we sort of allow those to be a little bit more casual. So we're going to be, you know, going on tangents like toilet paper roll tangents <laughs> and playing more games and talking about things we might not talk about on the actual show. And we did our first one um, last week, and I think it went really well. People really liked it. And we had a special guest as well. My sister was on. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be nice to just have those extra, like, shorter bonus episodes. We say shorter, but really I know. <laughs> not going to be shorter. Um, but where we can just sort of be more silly and, like, relax and not have such a structured show. And we've been thinking about doing things like taking questions from our listeners and, like, answering them, either, like, 1D-related or maybe about us or about things you just want to ask or know about. Um so yeah, um, make sure you listen to those and let us know what you think or if you have any ideas um, you would like to hear us talk about in a more chilled way. I won't say chillaxed because Kayla was very <laughs> scared of that word last time, but um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was really excited that people liked it. I was like nervous. I don't know why, but I was just, yeah, but there seemed too. to be like such like an outpouring of, um, I don't know, positivity. So I was like, yes, I was just really excited that yeah. people liked it. Yeah, me too. Um, so then, Kara, um, we're going to be doing this ser- survey thing. Do you want to talk a bit about it? Oh, yeah. I was wondering why there was just, like, some <laughs> silence. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. So we are going to be asking you guys, our listeners, to complete a survey um, to help us make the show better for you guys. And um, we're going to be putting up the survey, like, literally everywhere did I say survey? I meant survey. Um, survey, like, on our Twitter, our Tumblr, just anywhere that you can find us, you'll find a link to the survey. I'm sure I'll just write survey or, like, let us know how we're doing and then just click on that. And it um, takes about five to ten minutes to do. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty short, but um, I don't know. I mean, you know, in this day and age, ten minutes is kind of a long time. So we're like... Um, how can we get our listeners to like actually, you know, give us some real feedback and, you know, be incentivized to, um, you know, tell us how they feel. So we're actually doing a giveaway um, of like a 1D prize pack type thing. And um, we're, we've been collecting um, and buying some 1D fan um, things like from fan artists. So like some posters, some stickers. Um, I just like some really awesome stuff and there's going to be like, you know, homemade stuff from us, um, some homemade cards, some, you know, talk direction business cards that are actually really cute. So, um, so it's just gonna be like a bunch of stuff and, um, it's open internationally. So anyone can enter. Um, we, that was very important to us. Um, we'll ship it anywhere internationally. Um, so please just, um, Take the survey and then take a screenshot or even if you take a picture on your phone um, of the survey of like the submitted page, um, then just send it to us either at um, talkdirection at gmail.com or um, submit it at our Tumblr at uh, talkdirection.tumblr.com or tweet it at us at um, at talk, dire- no, talk underscore direction at Twitter 
Um, so any place that you can get to us, just send us the screenshot and let us know that you did the survey and you'll be submitted or you'll, um, yeah, you'll be submitted to be in the giveaway and it's a really awesome giveaway. So, um, yeah, um, that'd be really helpful to us to let us know like how you think we're doing and how we can improve the show because that's what, you know, it's just like a really great thing, a really great tool to have is to have actual people's opinions on like what we're doing and like you know, how we can improve. So, um, yeah, that's all I want to say. Yeah. So get excited about that. Um, and look out for the links. Yeah. I also wanted to say hello to all of our new listeners, because I feel like we've been getting a lot of people on Twitter saying like, I've just found you guys. Like I just started listening. Like, and I don't know, I get really excited about that. Yeah. So if you think, like, right now you're going, are they possibly talking about me, a new <laughs> listener? <laughs> yes, I'm talking about you. You right there, listening. Oh, my God. <laughs> I always used to love when, like, YouTubers would do stuff like that, be like, thank you for subscribing. Yes, you. And I'd me? Like, me? <laughs> yes. So thank you guys for, you know, coming on board, and we hope... We hope you're enjoying. Um, yeah. Today we're going to be talking about Never Enough, which I think is like a pretty big fan favorite, which is exciting. Um, and we are going to start with some news. Um, there's been some more promo that's been going on. Um, One Direction was on The Late Late Show with James Corden on December 3rd. And it was definitely amazing. And you should totally watch it. Um, James Corden has... Um, the Late Late Show has, like, a YouTube, uh, channel, and you can just watch all the clips of One Direction on there, because they've put the videos up. Karen, did you get the chance to watch this? Um, I watched part of it, but as you know, I'm, like, really bad at, like, just, <laughs> I don't know, I just don't know why I don't want to watch them and face the fact that they're leaving me, so, um, oh, yeah, I watched okay. part of it, though, yeah. Okay, well, I watched it, and if you, I mean, Kara, you're going to be spoiled because you're on the podcast, but if yeah, anyone else doesn't want to be spoiled, like, go watch it now and then come back. But, um, so they were on with another guest. They weren't the only guest this time. Last time, I think it was in May or April or something when they were um, on the show, it was only them, but this time there was also Billy Crystal, um, who is a very famous actor, writer, comedian. He was in... Or he played Harry in When Harry Met Sally. He was in The Princess Bride as Miracle Max. And also when I was just looking up um, more stuff about him, I found that he did the Mike Wazowski uh, voice in Monsters, yeah. Inc., which I didn't know. Oh. Um, but yeah, so I think most people know who he is. Um, but that, it was interesting because it's always cool when they have to interact with like another person. I mean, obviously I like when all the attention's on One Direction. But, you know, it can be cool when you have someone who's also, like, funny. And also, um, it's, like, such a random combination. Like, yeah. it's so random. But And I didn't expect them to be, like, um, interviewed together. I expected, like, you know, like, part of the time for Billy mm -hmm. Crystal and part of the time for One Direction. But the fact that they were all interviewed together was great. And I feel like I love seeing, like, kind of older actors that, like, would never be, like um situated with One Direction and you can just see in their eyes that they are really charmed by these four boys and like they probably yeah. come away like loving them and I just I love when that happens. Mhm. Mm yeah, it's cool. And also to see like how much the boys 
It's interesting to put, like, the boys who are very new to, like, this whole fame thing, um, like, next to people who have been so successful, like, for so many years. Mm -hmm. It's interesting just, like, for me to think about where the boys could be in the future and, like, the boys looking up to someone like that um, just brings it all to light. Mm. Um, But on the show, um, they did some funny skits where Niall was doing different accents, um, which he's pretty good at. Um, And then they did this little James Bond skit thing because Daniel Craig, who plays James Bond, had previously talked about Niall being the next James Bond. I mean, he didn't really come up with it himself, but, like, the interviewer suggested it and he agreed with it. Um, So they did this, like, weird sketch where um, James Corden was, like, the evil guy or whatever uh, the, like, the bad guy in a James Bond film, and, you know, he did that, like, sit in a chair and, like, turn the chair around and start talking to whoever, and Niall was playing James Bond, and James Corden felt like he needed a cat to sit in his lap, so he asked <laughs> Louis to come be his cat, and, like, he was petting Louis, and Louis was doing, like, licking his hands. It was just really, really great, and, like, it just reminds me, like, Louis, I don't know, is so funny, and, like, he's, he just, like, is, He'll go and do those funny, like, acting things where maybe not everyone would, like, feel comfortable. But I don't know. It was just really funny. So go watch that. Carrie, did you see that bit? Yeah, I, I did. And I also liked that um, Louis sort of broke his line a little bit. But it was really funny um, when he started yeah. talking as a cat. Um, I was going to say yeah. something, but I don't remember what it was. So let's just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> and all the gifts and, like, stuff that have come out of that, the fan art, have been so great. Like, yeah. people, like, sketched little ears onto Louie. I don't know. It's just so funny. I just love that. Um, uh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. I love that James Corden sort of, like, um, takes these, like, times to sort of, um, I don't know. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. But, you know, like, the time that James Corden, like, uh, used the kiss cam and, like, kissed Harry. Um, and then, like, this yeah. time where, like, he got, like, Louie to be on his lap and be a cat. I just kind of love yeah. it. I just feel like James Corden has, like, a little bit of a crush on all of them. Um, and he just <laughs> kind of, he's, like, a little um, schoolgirl who, like, takes advantage of, like, this. But not yeah. in a bad way. But, you know, like, takes advantage of the opportunities he, he has and um, uses it. Uh-huh. So I think it's, it's really cute. <laughs> yeah. It was a really good skit. Um, and then the boys also were talking about some of their tattoos that, I don't know if they regretted or they were sort of stupid tattoos, and Harry said he had tattooed the word big onto his own foot. Oh my god. that boy, like, great idea. Not even his foot, his big toe. Like... Oh yeah, sorry, I I didn't meant meant to say that, yeah. His big toe. What a weirdo, like, oh my god. (laughs) I can't imagine trying to tattoo yourself either, though. It would be like giving yourself a needle or, like, I, uh, I just, I think like, he's, like, I very wouldn't... accustomed to, like, tattoo pain. I feel like it doesn't bother him at all. Like, I, I know, know, but I, uh, Especially... I don't know if I could be the one to cause myself pain. Yeah, I mean, I just feel that, um, also foot tattoos are apparently really painful, so I just can't imagine that he did that, but that's... That's so crazy. And I feel like this kind of proves that maybe he has other, um, his other tattoos that, like, people have speculated in the past that they were sort of, like, supposed to be, like, punny. Um, I feel like they Mm -hmm. probably, some of his other ones probably are punny and, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he can't have not realized that, like, the butterfly in the tummy thing or what are some of his other 
the like heart on his sleeve and the um the cage on his rib like the rib cage um yeah i mean you either like you either thought of it beforehand or you realized it after yeah yeah um but then the big little skit that they the big little (laughs) (laughs) the the big skit of the show was a game called tattoo roulette and this was a fantastic game what they did was they had an actual tattoo artist at the show, and each of the boys, there were five different boxes, and four of them said safe in it, and one of them sat- said tattoo, and so each of the boys and James Corden had to pick a box, and then they opened them one by one, and whoever had the box that said tattoo had to get the tattoo of either late late for the late late show if it was one of the boys and then if james Corden got it he was gonna get 1d tattooed on his body oh my god <laughs> and this was just so funny because as we know niall doesn't have any tattoos so he was really freaking out like the stress the stress and anxiety that was coming off niall was just like you could like taste it it was so strong Oh. I felt really bad for him, too. Um, but then they, like, start opening them up one by one. I think it was, like, Liam was safe. Then Louie was safe. Then James ended up being safe. And it got down to Harry and Niall. And it was like, oh, my God, is it going to be Harry or is it going to be Niall? And at that point, like, Harry sort of, I don't know. This, like, it makes me question if it was, le- like, legitimately random. Because Harry then was sort of like, he, he, I guess he figured out at that point that he was going to be the one who had to get that t- tattoo. He was like, I mean, and then opened his box, and it, then he had the tattoo. But, like, I don't know. Do you think it was rigged, Kara, or do you think it was honestly really random? I don't know, because, like, the way, because I've um, seen bits of this, and, like, the way that Niall looked actually genuinely frightened for his life. Like, no offense, but I don't think Niall's that good of an actor, because, like, I've seen the iCarly episode, and, like, I don't think that he could portray, like, that much... Um, oh yeah, emotion. I don't think the boys were in on it. I don't think the boys were in on it, but I think maybe oh. James was acting and oh. like somehow. I mean, yes, they pick boxes at random, but like I've seen enough magic tricks to know that <laughs> there's ways to make it so that like whatever one Harry chose like was gonna be the one. Like there's things you can do. I don't know. Yeah, and technology and stuff <laughs> because like I don't think they would force Niall to get a tattoo. Like that would have been horrible. And like, and I feel like. By the time it got down to two, Harry, like, realized that it may have been rigged and was like, it's gonna be me. I don't know. I, I, because I, it's, like, so, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, like, you know. Yeah, you're skeptical. I can definitely see that. I'm um, skeptical. And I was, like, always just, like, thinking that I feel like it wasn't rigged and if Niall got it, I was wondering, like, maybe Harry would, like, step up and be like, I'll get it for yeah, him. Yeah, that's I what I thought. Because I can't yeah. imagine, like, Niall getting his first tattoo, like, something that he didn't no. choose and, like, on live TV. Like, that'd be so terrible. Yeah. Like, I'd feel so yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. And, like, if he doesn't want one, he shouldn't get one. I, I figured that one of the boys would step up, but, like, Harry got it anyway. Yeah, I'm glad but that But that was a really funny clip. Yeah. Um, so go watch that. And then they also sang History, and I think they did a really good performance of that. It was, it was just a good one. And also, they filmed a carpool karaoke, which is a segment that James Corden does on his show where he, like, drives around, uh, I think it's L.A., like, in a car and plays songs and whoever the famous person is and then James Corden, like, sing along to it. Um, And, like, they stop at McDonald's and, like, I don't know. It's just silly. And that will be coming out, I think, this week. 
um, sometime during the show, and it'll be up on YouTube as well, but um, it hasn't been released yet. So we can look forward to that, which is exciting. Yeah, and I, I heard that they sung some um, like old-school boy band songs, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, and then the top 10 tweets of 2015 have been released, and... Um, like not surprisingly, One Direction has come on top for like so many. Um, they got number seven. So this is the the top ten most retweeted tweets of 2015. Mm-hmm. They got Niall got number seven with Happy Birthday, Liam Payne. Have a great day, man. Here we are making strange faces, and mm-hmm. then he put a picture of them. I think it's on stage. Um, making faces or a picture of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Louis had a tweet at number five that said, our fans support really has been a different class. Huge love to you guys. And this came after um, Zayn left the band. Mm. Then I just wanted to include this one because I liked it. <laughs> but Obama came in at number four with uh today is a big step in our march towards equality gay and lesbian couples now have the right to marry just like anyone else hashtag love wins um so that was cool and then liam came in at number three with the tweet wow five years five boys what an amazing journey i couldn't thank you all ever enough hey um (laughs) and never and thank you louis niall harry and zane for everything uh so that was when the boys had their five-year anniversary of being one in One Direction. And then number two came from Zayn. Proud of my boys. The new single is sick. Big love. Smiley face. X. And this was after Drag Me Down was released and he talked about um, the new single. And I think this one got a lot because the, he hadn't really interacted with the boys on Twitter besides like the whole Louis Zane negative interaction. Yeah. Um, so, like, people were really excited to see him supporting One Direction because he hadn't really talked about One Direction or, like, I don't know, anything at all. Yeah, Do it just kind of makes that? me sad just because I thought this was going to be, like, a big turning point, but then the boys didn't interact back, so it just kind of it made me sad. If, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, because also he hasn't tweeted about the new album at all yet. I know, um, but also, did you see his retweet about, um, I think it's Tyler, the creator, there was, like, a little um, video clip of, like, mm-hmm. um, he was saying, or Tyler, the creator, was saying, um, uh, like, I follow the 1D boys on Twitter or something, and then, like, the his friend, who's, um, whatever, was saying, like, I don't, um, I don't like 1D, 1D or something, and then, like, um, Tyler, like, hit him or something, and it was just, like, a funny clip, but then Zayn, like, retweeted it, and, like, it was just, like, very interesting, and I didn't really know, like, what to make of that, but, um, that was, like, yeah. sort of, like... I think th- he said, he said, like, you don't mess with 1D or something Yeah, like that. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I saw that. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what to think of it. I don't know if he's, like, I have no idea. Yeah, I literally he's like, just... I'm sure he sees a million things like that every day, but then he chose this one to retweet. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah. Um, and then the number one tweet of 2015 was from Harry and it was his all the love as always H and this was what he tweeted um and he was the first boy to tweet after Zane left and this was what he tweeted um and it was like the first thing that fans got after they found out that Zane left that was like directly from one of the boys 
And I think when I saw this, it was a lot more reassuring and sort of like understanding that they were sort of going through the same things that we were going through. And just like, I felt a togetherness, you know, where like the fans who had been worried and interacting with each other finally had like a connection to one of the boys. Yeah. And also I feel like Um, all the love as always, like the as always is like so important because it just like nothing's changing, even though like someone left the band, but um, like they're still there. So I think that was really nice. Yeah. I love that. And then now every single tweet he ever tweets pretty much has all the love in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Although it did start before that. Yeah. All right, next story, we have the Forbes highest paid musicians of 2015 has been released. As we get to the end of the year, there's going to be a lot of, like, top ten lists, I think, coming out. And because One Direction is so big, they end up in the top ten of a lot of things. Um, And I think when we get to nearing the end of the year, we're going to start creating our own top tens and things as well. Um, So if you guys have ideas for stuff like that of 2015, you want us to do, like, like, top tweet of 2015, top moment, something like that, um, let us know. But uh, One Direction came in number two for the highest paid musician of 2015 with $130 million. Um, they were beat out by Katy Perry, who had $135 million. Um, and then Taylor Swift came in number fourth with $80 million, which surprised me. I feel like her tour that she's done has been huge. I don't know if it's, like, counted all the shows she's done for the 1989 tour, but I feel I'm like I'm guessing that's not, because, like, what has Katy Perry done? I don't even, like, has she even been I on tour? Know. I feel like it might be, like, um, I feel like this might be, like, a year back, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like this might, um, the year might not be from January to now. Like, I think that, right. yeah. Because, like, Taylor's done a lot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was cool. And um, it's just crazy to see how much money musicians make when they go on tour. And I don't think that 130 million goes to the boys and like all whatever. But um, yeah, like there's a lot of people who help with the show. But that's cool to see. Like even though sometimes people start doubting, like if One Direction is still going to be able to go on, or if they're losing fan support, or if they're not having as much sales or whatever. I mean, I don't see Justin Bieber here, so not that he's been touring this year that much, but, like, you know, One Direction still is so big. It's, Mm -hmm. like, it's not, it's not something that's dying out at this point. Yeah. Um, and then the Royal Variety, uh, fundraiser show, um, this, the performances were released on television the other night for that, and this was... Um, it's like a night where a lot of like musicians and artists and comedians come together to raise money for charity. And even, I don't know if the whole Royal family was there, but I know Prince Harry was there, um, at the show and One Direction sung Infinity and it was good. Um, or was it Infinity or Perfect? Now I'm thinking it may have been Perfect. I don't know. Um, either way, I think I wrote it wrong. I think it may have been perfect. I'm sure you can find the clip. Um, and then there was also, like, this little 45-second, like, interview-slash-sketch with, um, comedian Jack Whitehall, who was hosting the show. Um, and, like, he came out on stage dressed up as Harry, 
and he was like wearing uh one of those dad shirts but you know how harry like unbuttons it quite low he had it like unbuttoned all the way to the bottom where it was just like one or two oh my god (laughs) which was really funny and i don't know if he has tattoos or whatever but it looked like he'd put fake tattoos all over himself unless those are his real tattoos but i feel like they aren't um and he had like long curly hair like harry and he's wearing a hat um and it was just funny to see harry's reaction um but he was just like pretending he wanted to be a part of a band which like i feel like that joke is so overused for like we've seen it so many times as fans we've seen every show pretty much asked if they can like have a member join since zane has left or even before zane left but like i understand (laughs) that for like new audiences they haven't seen all these one direction interviews so it's like a new joke and everyone yeah. laughs and i'm like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um but yeah it was fun and then also little mix performed and everyone should go watch that clip too because they were really awesome <laughs> oh my god Side their notes. dresses literally looked so good like i was dying i know i know and they sung what was it the with jason gerulo on Love i don't song. know what show it was or Secret, Secret uh, Love Song. Yeah, they sung Secret Love Song with Jason Derulo, and everyone should go watch that performance, too, because it was so good. I mean, their voices are incredible. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Anyway, um, now we have a question from our listener, Danielle, who emailed us in, asking about how long the 1D break is going to be, because she saw in an interview, an e-interview, that Liam said it was going to be two years Um, and what I can say, like, obviously, I'm not sure, but I've watched a lot of interviews where they ask this question, and sometimes they'll say a year, sometimes they'll say two years, sometimes they won't give a time, and they'll, like, have no distinction. So, I don't know if we can say it's going to be two years, or if it's going to be one year, or if it's going to be longer. What do you think, Kara? How long can we, like, expect it to be? I have no idea. I just don't understand, like, why they're giving all these different numbers. Like, I would, like, I feel like the smart thing to do is just not say anything. But I feel like everyone's, like, pressuring them to say something. So sometimes I feel like they just say something, like, anything random. But, like, I feel like that's kind of not smart because, like, media takes it and, like, runs with it um, and just, like, takes Mm -hmm. it as gospel. Um, I just feel like they don't know. So I just feel like we don't know, like, because they don't know. So, um I think that they just don't want, like, a time limit and, like, a complete, like, deadline because I think that's, like, how they've been living their lives for five years. So I think that they're just going to, like, take it as um, it comes. And I guess we have to do that, too. Yeah. And I think, honestly, like, if we think about it realistically, it's not going to be just one year. It might be a year for them. But, like, if you imagine they go on break in, like, March and we wait till next March... And that's when they, like, decide to come back and start writing together or, like, start planning a tour or something. There's a lot of stuff that goes into all of that type of thing. And it's going to be even longer than that, you know? If they really want a year off completely, Mm -hmm. then we're not going to actually have them back together for longer than a year. So I don't think a year is realistic. That's not a lot of time. Um, Also, if they want to start doing some solo projects before, you know... Like, Louis possibly being a judge on X Factor, Liam doing some writing for some other people. Um, God knows what Harry's going to do. I feel like he, he and Niall are way more mysterious than Louis and Liam. Very true. But, like, I, I feel like one year probably isn't realistic. 
But I don't know, maybe two years, maybe longer. I mean, it could be something that it stretches into, like, four years and then they come back. I mean, that would be very sad for my little heart. Yeah. But, like, you know, I think I, I, we can keep speculating as we get more information, but I think it's kind of unclear. And I wouldn't go by one interview because they just, you know, they just say random things in interviews sometimes. Yeah, and also, like, what do we um, count as them coming back? Do we count them coming back just, like, announcing they're coming back or, like, um, like a new album because um, you know mm-hmm. two years is definitely a realistic time to give um, for a new album because like that's like what a norm at least like the very least um, usually like artists like I'm thinking like Taylor yeah. Swift and like Ed Sheeran probably I know Taylor Swift does like an album like every two years and that's pretty normal so like two years yeah. is a pretty normal time but like they're still going to be like in the public eye they're not going to be like hermits probably so right right um, so we'll just have to keep talking about it and keep seeing yep um and then we also had a listener ask us to talk about the adventurous adventures of one direction and um i haven't watched the most recent one but i've watched i think the first four have you been watching kara i watched like the first three but i haven't um caught up yet because there's just so many um new videos on my youtube thing and i just haven't had time Oh, I know. Vlogmas with YouTubers. I don't know if any of our listeners watch that, but I watch and I've been like, there's just so much great content right now on YouTube. <laughs> um, but I think we're going to have a discussion about this once they're all released. So make sure everyone goes and watches these. It's done by cartoonist Mark Parsons um, and they're hilarious. Um, so yeah, go watch these videos and then we can have a discussion about it when they're all done. Um, and then also, heads up for everyone, uh, One Direction are going to be on Alan Carr, Chatty Man, on December 11th, which is in a couple days, so I think it'll be coming out the night that we release this. Um, and this is, oh no, actually, wait, today's Wednesday, just kidding. So it comes yeah. out in a couple days. <laughs> I was, usually we record on Monday, so yeah. I'm a little bit off. Mm. Um, but uh, it's a British comedian, and he has like a television show, just like like any, you know, The Late Late Show or whatever. Um, and I know he was tweeting about a possible dance-off, uh, but to prepare yourself for this new One Direction on an Alan Carr, everyone should go watch the old One Directions on Alan Carr, because first of all, like, Fetus One Direction is brilliant, um, but also the show is just hilarious. Um, He's so, so funny, I cannot wait to see them on this. Like, it's yeah. been a while since they've been on. Um, I don't think mm-hmm. they were on for, um, for promo, so I'm, like, super excited to see them. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Um, so that's good. We have stuff to look forward to still. Yep. Um, now let's move into our main discussion where we're going to be dissecting the song Never Enough. And this song was written by Julian Bonetta, Jamie Scott, John Ryan, and Niall Horan. Um, and the boys have talked about how this song in particular was sort of quite different I mean I think there's a couple songs on the album that are quite different but like when they went into writing this one they had never done something that sounded like this before it was it's very much different from the sounds on four or midnight memories or any of the previous albums really which I think you can hear as soon as you press play honestly um and like when we talked about during our album album release episodes we talked about how it sounds a lot like a jungle song or like the lion sleeps tonight were there other songs that we mentioned um i don't know if i mentioned this but um i was reading um one of our listeners um she has like a fashion slash i guess lifestyle blog the cotton candy unicorn and she was talking about 
um, the song from, well, it's like an old song, but it was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's called Hooked on a Feeling, and it starts like, Uga Chaka, Uga Chaka, I don't know if you know that song. Um, it's sort of like the same like feel and like it just I don't remember, I don't remember like in the blog post if she like uh like referenced never enough but like that just like reminded me just because of like the really like I don't know like um chanty feel to it um so and it's mm -hmm. also a great song hooked on a feeling it's very catchy so I'd go listen to it cool and go check out her blog too yeah for sure um. <laughs> Um, and I said also that this song reminds me of Act My Age a lot. It sort of just, for me, has that, like, um, silly, goofy, like, jumpy around, dancey feeling to it. Like, like uh, Act My Age is just, like, when we first heard it, we were like, oh my god, what <laughs> is this song? This is crazy, but I love it, and it's one of my favorites. Yeah. And I think, like, that's a similar vibe I get with Never Enough, because it is kind of kooky. But it's great at the same time. Yeah, and I feel like it's just, like, a, such a fun song. And I feel like there's just such, like... I just wish that they would do music videos to Act My Age and Never Enough. Because I just have such mm -hmm. distinct, um, like, thoughts to do a music... Like, a, for a storyline and, like, costumes and stuff. Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I think even, like... I mean, I know this would never happen. But, <laughs> you know, I can dream. Yes. Over the break. Remember that time that Niall had that, like, weird little film for like you and I was it where like he was just acting out silly like for clips of you and I and, what like, he was like staring out the window and there was rain or something oh I, I, I thought that was like for for something but was it just Niall being weird I don't know I think it was for one d-day oh okay I'm gonna have to go back and look at that because I like vaguely remember that but I think I I thought it I thought those were edits for some reason, but I think that you're right. Um, I think that people, yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah, so, like, if each of the boys, you know, took a song and just played it one go and showed themselves dancing around and singing and doing funny things, like, that would be great. Oh, my God. Like, for songs, maybe for, like, old songs that never became singles and just release them periodically throughout the break. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so easy, you know? Yeah, that just reminds but. me of the Zane dancing video. Um, please, everyone mm -hmm. go look that up. Like, ugh, I miss that. Um, I just remember that's, like, one of the first things that, like, joined me and my friends together freshman year of college, and we just, like, <laughs> we all, like, bonded over that, and we watched it all the time. Actually, I haven't watched it in a while, uh -huh. so. Um, but it's, like, such a great video. Just go on YouTube and search, like, Zane dancing. Um, it's great. <laughs> yeah, there, there used to be so many, like, weird videos like that where they would just be like casual or filming themselves or what is when they used to do like the twitter questions where they'd um like release what was what are they called where they do the live shows oh twit cams twit, twit live yeah twit cam um I, they should do some more of those oh my god yes wow um, so Kara, what did you think on first listen, if you remember the first time you listened to this song? What were your reactions? It wasn't even that long ago, but it feels like it was 17 years ago. Um. I know. But, um, I remember, like, having the same, I think I've said this before, I remember having, like, the same reaction to, um, Act My Age when I first heard it. I was like, literally, what is going on? Like, what am I listening to right now? But I love it. So... Um, mm -hmm. It was just so crazy and nothing I could have ever imagined. And I was just like, it was it, like, I don't know. It was just so insane to me. Um, but mm -hmm. I thought it was just like so fun. And I was just like, you could just tell the boys had like such a fun time recording it and like writing it and stuff. So, yeah, 
I, I felt the same. Like, and I think I told this story where I was with my sister and we played it out loud for the first time. And I was like upside down on the bed with my feet up on the wall. And like, I was doing some really intense feet hand dancing and it was just, it was a really good time. And I don't know. It was just like <laughs> such a crazy song and I loved it. Yeah. Um, and then how do you think it fits in with the rest of the album? Like just, I don't know, sound wise, like how it fits with, like, the theme of the album? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I like it, um, and I think it, like, I would never, um, I don't know. I think it sounds like it could be off, like, an older album of theirs. Um, I'm not really sure why I feel like that, but also I really like it because I would not want One Direction to, like, have an album where it's just, like, really slow, deep, sad songs. Um, I think that, like, maintaining, like, a bit of their, like, you know, boyish charm, if you will, um, and just, like, um, having some fun, silly songs. I think that's, like, super important, and I feel like that just, like, really fits with their overall vibe. So um, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you, like, I don't know. I think that, like, like we've talked about before, this album is sort of, like, just, like, a little patchwork thing. Um, so I think in that term, it fits in because it's just, like, a nice little, like, fun, silly song that, like, um, off plays or, like, offsets, like, the sad, deeper, slower songs. Um yeah. yeah, I think it has a like, good contrast there, and like you sort of need something like that. But yeah. I don't. I also don't know. We've talked about um, the the album having a nostalgic feel as well, and I don't know if this one like I can see the nostalgia exactly. But I think it like works well anyway with the album. But I wouldn't say, oh, this one I'm really feeling that like fan in One Direction and nostalgic five years of One Direction feel. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can say, like, never enough, like, we'll never get enough of One Direction, but, um, I don't know, I don't know, but I do, I do like how it, I don't, I don't mean to be negative, <laughs> that was supposed to just be an observational thing, I do really like it, and, yeah. and what, I, I agree with everything that you said as well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, and then we had some fan reactions, and these are actually from way back when, um, I first listened to Never Enough, and the album was just coming out, and I was asking questions about each song on Twitter. And this one comes from Danielle, or Mrs. Durbin on Twitter, and she said, Never Enough at the 303 mark. Who is screaming in the background? I love it. Ha 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 And then Phantoms Babe on Twitter said, Hakuna Matata opening. Love the beat and the 90s feel. Come on. So feel good. Need to study the lyrics, but wow, so sexy. <laughs> um, so yeah, Hakuna Matata was another one where it did sound like um, this song. And I think everyone's just reaction was very like excited and loving it. And everyone got those jungle vibes. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's jump into our lyrical analysis of the song. I'm literally so excited to hear you read this. Like, I I can't even express it in words. <laughs> well, the lyrics that I pulled offline don't have all the uh, woos and, like, grunting. Oh, but, damn. Um, I, I added a couple just so that we know where they come in. <laughs> you maintain the integrity of the song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so let's talk about the title first. How do you feel about the title Never Enough? 
I think it's so interesting. I was actually thinking about this before we recorded um, because I remember like thinking back to like when we were like giving our predictions of like what each song would be based off the title. And I remember you thinking that it would be like um, sort of like a sad, slow song because like never enough could be interpreted as like you're never enough for a person and like you're never good enough. Mm -hmm. But then also it can be taken as like I can never get enough of you. So it's so cool how like in um, I don't know, like it sort of sounds like negative if you like just kind of like listen to never enough. But then you listen to the song and it's like the happiest, like lightest, like like hardest. Mm-hmm. But that's not a word. Um, no song that's like really fun. So I think it's like so interesting. Yeah, I think that too. Like I had that same like memory when I was thinking about this of us talking about it, which is so weird now because we know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I quite like this title. Um, just even just like compared to other titles of songs on the album or old albums, I like the title Never Enough. Like you don't really know what you're gonna get until. You know, you look in, like, look in, and now I'm thinking of the chocolate, so I'm saying, look, (laughs) the the forest, the forest (laughs) gum. Life's a box of chocolates. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to (laughs) get. But, like, you don't know what you're going to get out of this song until you hear it, which I think is kind of cool. So Um, true. And I think it fits. I think it fits a song, obviously, but I also just like it. It's not too, like, cheesy of a title, which I think sometimes titles can be. Um, yeah, so this song starts out with a, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. God. <laughs> it's like, I tried to, I tried to write it phonetically and I had like, uh, 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 it's pretty much like a grunty sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the boys go into like a doom, da, 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 doom, da, 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 dooms. <laughs> and i mean that's what i heard anyway Mm -hmm. and then some more grunting and like when i first heard these sounds i was just like oh my gosh like these sounds who's singing them first of all like do you think it's all the boys like grunting at once or like who i I cannot tell usually i'm pretty good at telling who's singing what but like who's doing these grunts do you think i have no idea i literally don't know it sounds like it could be all of them yeah, or I, like even like, I feel like sometimes Julian Bonetta will do something that is just adding a sound in, you know, like for the production part of it. So like it could even be someone who's not them. But obviously when they sing it live, it's going to have to be them. So. Yeah, I feel like it might be Liam. I don't know why, but I kind of get that vibe. Yeah, I get that. Like Liam or Harry. I don't know. Mm. Um, I mean, Liam does a lot of like the noises in this song anyway, or the come ons at least. So yeah, it could be. Um. Yeah, but I was just like, wow, these are great. Um, And then we jump into Liam's bit, the first verse, and he says, Wanna pull an all-nighter and get into something we'll never forget. And then you have the grunting at the end of each of these, so it's like, never forget. (laughs) Wanna stay up and party the weekend away and not know when to quit. Want to drive in the night to the end of the earth and go over the edge. Want to make up with you, want to wake up with you and say, baby, let's do it all over again. So I just thought immediately this type of song sounds so good with Liam's voice. Yeah. Um, It's just like the poppier songs, I think, really fit 
uh, his tone and stuff, if tone is the right word. <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but I think his voice just sounds really good. And and also with Niall, these, like, more poppy yeah, sounds. Yeah, I like, agree. They have really, like, like, Niall at least has a, like, sort of rough voice sometimes, and it just sounds, like, really good on pop. And same with uh, Liam as well. I don't know if his voice is rough, but it just works well with this type of song. Yeah. Um, And so this whole... Let's start with, let's just go through these lines. Okay. Want to pull an all-nighter and get into something we'll never forget. For me, um, just the whole getting into something we'll never forget, this had a lot of, like, live while we're young Mm -hmm. vibes or perfect as well. Um, Even Midnight Memories to me, I felt like that, where you've got this sense of just staying up, sort of forgetting your worries, um, partying the night away type of thing. Um, and, um, what else? Oh, the, the lines partying the weekend away. Oh, did you have anything about the first line? No. Okay. So then the next line, want to stay up and party the weekend away and not know when to quit. This one for me, like party the weekend away. When you say that, does that imply something negative? Like you're partying away like, what should you be doing? You're, like, maybe wasting your time. I mean, I feel like the song's really positive, but, like, just breaking it down by the lyrics. Um, do you think that that could be something where you're, like... or And also the lines, not knowing when you should quit. Yeah. You know? Is it, like, distracting you from something? You should have quit. There's something, like, that you're sort of, like, blocking out and you're, you know, you're drinking and partying and, like, trying to, like party the weekend away or um, is it like just in good fun like what how do you see that line i just feel like from the tone of the song i don't think it's supposed to be negative or like um yeah i think it's more so like the way i took it at least it was like um you just are like having a good time and you're not worrying about anything else um mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like living in the moment god that's so cheesy but like that's like what it like sounds like to me one direction loves the living in the moment they really do like from that what's it called um the how i met your mother scene um i just feel like all of them are very ted mosby in the way um when like he's first introducing himself to god i don't marshall and um he's like my parents live in wisconsin but i live in the moment i feel like they're all like they could (laughs) all be like that like i just especially harry and niall i just actually all of them to be honest like I just, Mm -hmm. they're very, that particular scene. But anyway, um, I don't know. I don't, the not knowing to quit sort of seems a little um, iffy to me, but I feel like it's more so just like a lighthearted thing and just kind of, Mm -hmm. um, like there's no boundaries and they can just do whatever they want. And it just kind of like, they're like the makers of their own destiny, if you will. (laughs) I'm just being so cheesy right now. I don't understand like what's (laughs) wrong with me, but yeah. That's okay. No, I agree. I think it does have a more, like, I think just sort of good fun. It's, like, all in good fun type of meaning. Um, But definitely you could see it two ways. Um, Then we have the next line, want to drive in the night to the end of the earth and go over the edge. Um, I just, this just reminded me of all, like, I feel like late night driving that we've talked about a lot with this album. Um, On Perfect, there's also talking about driving like, at night and driving away and, like, sort of driving as an escape, like, in, a in like, as a theme, like, <clears throat> driving to just 
you know, let loose and forget about problems. Um, and also driving to the end of the earth and going over the edge. I really love that visual, and it reminded me of the Shel Silverstein poem, um, Edge of the World, where the world is flat. And I don't know, I think, what did you take for like that imagery about driving to the end of the world and then going, like actually driving over the edge? Mm-hmm. Is that like, I don't know, is that like, you know, what's what's going to happen when you go over the edge of a cliff? <laughs> um, wait, I don't know if that was a question because you kind of cut out. Was that a question? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was just wondering what your opinions were on that line about, you know, driving over the edge of oh. the world, I guess. Yeah, I think that also, um, side note, um, literally just today I figured out that they were saying the end of the earth because this entire time I thought they were saying I want want to drive in the night to the end of the edge and go over the edge. I'm like, that's pretty lazy rhyming, guys. Like, <laughs> I cannot believe they rhymed edge with edge, but I'm really, like, glad to know that they didn't, so... Um, you know, mm-hmm. that's resolved. But um, I think it's, like, pretty much saying they'll, like, not know when to quit because they're just, like, kind of, like, literally going to, like, the limit and, like, going past it. Um, mm-hmm. But I really like that. And I just, like, I think there's, like, a lot of interesting things they do vocally with this line, too. Um, I forget who does it. I think it might be Niall that, like, does it, like, a really cool way. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think this might be one of yeah, my favorite the, lines. The, what is it? I mean, not the, um, I don't know, the, the, the rhythm or, like, the speed. I'm trying to think of a word with poetry, but I know it doesn't translate to what I'm trying to say, but it would make sense. But, like, like, the speed of it goes really fast there and, like, changes it up. Um, I feel like Taylor Swift talked about this with, um, Ed Sheeran's Lego house, where he, like, like, the rhythm just, like, gets fast all of a sudden Mm -hmm. and it's just really interesting and I think that what you're saying is like this part does that as well which is cool yeah it's it's like really cool I really like what they've done with their voices in this song and I think that like it's kind of um a common theme throughout the album where they do like this these really cool like um I guess experiments with like changing tempo um and just like making some parts really fast and, like, some parts really slow, and it just, like, adds, like, really interesting things to, like, the songs that they do that into, or in. Yeah. They definitely do that in End of the Day, for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. So, I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the last line, wanna wake up with you and say, baby, let's do it all over again. Um, who did you take the you as in this? Um, I guess whoever they're, like, pulling all an all-nighter with um I guess I I mean I definitely took it as a love interest um mm-hmm. but I mean it doesn't have to be like a really serious love interest because it's sort of just like a fun partying song it's not like um yeah we've been married 20 years and I whatever <laughs> like but you know I feel like it could be anything but I I really like that mm-hmm yeah, I agree. I think it's more of a love interest, but if you look at, like, maybe lines in seclusion, then you could say it could be, like, friends or yeah. anyone, whatever, but I think as a whole, it's definitely, especially with the next coming lines, <laughs> it's a love interest. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, you know, he says, um, baby, let's do it all over again. So it's like, this isn't the last time that this is going to happen. Like, we had a great time. And I think that adds to sort of, like, the... Even if we made some bad decisions, it was fun, you know? Yeah, Let's exactly. Let's just do it all over again. 
Um, so then we have Niall who comes in with lips so good I forget my name. I swear I could give you everything. Um, so lips so good I forget my name. I'm assuming this means kissing. Um, so I would say love interest here. Yeah. And again, not necessarily a serious love interest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like it's sort of a similar person that perfect is about. Where it's like, that's sort of like, you know, let's have fun when we can and like not take things too seriously type of love interest, you know? Yeah, I definitely got that vibe from that too. And I really like the line, lips so good, I forget my name. I feel like that's such a cool line. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, because that, that must be pretty good. You forget your own name, you know? <laughs> um, and do you think in general that when you're interpreting songs, do you like to interpret them, like, as a whole? Or do you do you not mind sort of having different interpretations for different parts of the song? Um, was Sorry, the question was, um, do you think the same person, like, it's about the same person throughout the song? Like, when you interpret a song, do you try to get a whole picture, or do you, or can you say, well, this stanza is about this thing for me, and then this mm. stanza is about something completely different, you know? That's interesting. I feel like I have the tendency to want to just tie it all together in, like, a neat bow, but I guess, like, writing doesn't always work like that. Um, and, like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I guess, like, with songs, I always, always have the tendency to be like, oh, it's only about, it can only be about, like, one person, but, like... It could just be, like, about, like, a feeling, like, an emotion, like, um, a feeling, like, this feeling is pretty common, I think, like, just, like, having a good time and, like, having, like, you know, a fun time partying with someone. Um, So I feel like it could be, like, just, like, um, an idea of someone. So I guess, like, that's interesting Mm -hmm. to think about because I I guess it doesn't have to be about one particular person. Yeah, I think to quote i think his name's f scott fitzgerald is that his name kara yeah i'm pretty sure i always mess up his name too (laughs) but he was he said and this is back throwback to 10th grade where he was saying like to be able to hold two like opposing views in your mind at the same time then i don't know what it means but it was like genius or like i don't know something like that oh yeah because it's like like, i think it's like um holding the two and then um like not accepting or, like, not accepting them both or something, or just, like, just holding them and not, like, taking them for, like, gospel. Like, that's what I think the point of it was. Yeah, so I think, like, with, in terms of, like, reading songs and stuff, like, I think it's okay to take a song as a whole and hold that sort of in your mind, and then also take it in parts, and, like, or you can hold different parts as well as the whole. Like, it's okay to have different, you don't need to have, like, one meaning for a song, you know? Yeah, that's very interesting because I think that like as a I don't know I, I feel like this is like sort of like um an idea of our society that like we need like one right answer but sometimes that's not like yeah. true and I think that like that's ve- like a really good point that like there's often like so many right answers Hmm. yeah so I thought that was just interesting for this song just the whole waking up with someone reminded me of that mm. you know um, and then we have the I swear I could give you everything. Um, what do you think this means about, like, I don't know, swear I could give you everything? Everything's sort of a big thing. Is this one of those phrases where it's, like, in the moment type of thing to say, like, oh, I could give you everything right now? Or is it, like, bigger? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because it's so crazy because, like, the um, 
chorus is kind of like, well, I guess we're going to get into it, but it's sort of like a little bit more intense than like a one night stand type of talk would be. Um, but then they're just like talking mm-hmm. about like, oh, we're just going to have fun. But then like sort of, I swear I could give you everything. It's like pretty intense, but I guess it could just be like sort of like an offhand comments too. Um, it doesn't have to be like, yeah. I want to, you know, start a family with you and, um, you know, take out a loan that I'm me trying to like make some like adult um, commentary just never works. The mortgage. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's definitely something that is not clear cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could just be, I don't know. I don't know if they thought too much about it, writing it, but like, obviously as, as interpreting, we can interpret how we want. Yeah. Um, and, like, find more meaning, but, like, if you're gonna give someone everything, like, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. So, then we get the chorus, um, and this is mostly Harry singing, which I feel like he's now become, like, the chorus guy. I know. Especially, like, this album and last album. I know, like, way back near the beginning and on X Factor, Liam did so much of the singing and a lot of the chorus, but now we have Harry pretty much doing, like, all the choruses like he doesn't have a verse um a solo verse in this because he like just sing like holds the chorus you know yeah um but i guess his voice fits really well for that um and i do quite like him on choruses so Mm -hmm. and then the boys do harmonies as well um but so the chorus is i don't need my love you can take it you can take it take it I don't need my heart. You can break it. You can break it. Break it. I just can't get too much of you, baby. It's never, it's never enough. Never enough. It's never enough. Never enough. Come on. Come on. (laughs) So, um, what do you, the, I don't need my love. You can take it. I think this goes off of like those phrases of like, like giving someone your love. Oh, I give my love to you. So maybe rather than giving your love, they're just, like, able to take it from you, I guess. And I think that goes with the same one. Like, I give you my heart, but I don't need my heart. Like, you know, go take my heart. Um, do you think it's, do you think they're playing off of that, like, well-known uh, phrase? Um, I don't know. I'm, the, I didn't, like, really think of that at first, but um, mm-hmm. I could definitely see that. But they also, like, use love and heart. Well, they use heart a different way. Um, that yeah. could that could be definitely. Um, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't intentional, but it definitely can be interpreted like that. Mm-hmm. And also by saying like, "I don't need my love. You can take it. You can take it. You can take it." Like, <laughs> is that sort of like because of the repetition? I feel like it's very much like, "Oh, take it, take it." Like, I don't need it. Like, throw it away. Sort of. Is it? Like, it doesn't seem as serious to me. It's sort of more, like, again, that more casual type of thing where, like, I don't need my love. Like, go ahead and take it. It's not like, I don't need my love anymore. Like, take my love and hold it in your arms yeah. and take it forever, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I think that just, like, the tone of the song overall just gives it a way more casual feel. Because, like, thinking about, like, the lyrics, like... Um, especially the chorus, like, if they sang it in, like, a slow, like, somber tone, um, it could Mm -hmm. definitely be a way different song, and it would definitely, I feel like, be interpreted, like, you could interpret it so differently, um, yeah, because, um, the lyrics by themselves are kind of, like, I don't know, um, saying that you can, like, I don't know, 
take is kind of a strong word. It's not like you're you're giving it to them. They're just like taking it. So that's kind yeah. of like a force of like a forcey. That's definitely not a word. Um, like a forcible like action. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what my train of thought was, but yeah, I'm. I guess I'm just saying that like they're kind of intense like actions. But I guess I'm. I'm definitely. I'm agreeing with you that it's like more of a casual thing, and it just like seems like this and like in specific um seems to be like more of an infatuation type deal and it just seems like something you'd say to someone you're like um when you're like sort of in the honeymoon phase when you're like really infatuated with them um and you're sort Mm -hmm. of like not yeah I like that interpretation and you're like sort of like not like thinking things through and you're just kind of like um seeing where it takes you I guess um and just like sort of making all these like huge promises that like who knows if you're gonna like fulfill them or not but it's just like sort of like you know it's fun while it's going on so that's like how I took this entire song I guess yeah I definitely agree um and the next line's interesting I don't need my heart you can break it you can break it like again I I get that they're not really thinking yeah like I'm just gonna give you my heart without thinking about what the consequences might be yeah like and, and almost, like, knowing that it's going to get broken. In yeah. a way, it's like, you can take it. I know you're going to break it, but just go ahead and take it. Like, I just want to have fun right now. Yeah, exactly. So it's, like, kind of sad. It's I like, know. you can break it. Go ahead. Like, I'm letting you do that. I don't know. It's strange. Yeah, it is very strange. And it just, like, seems like it's sort of, um, like, a desperate, like, not desperate, but I, I guess desperate's the only word I can think of, like, a desperate plea, and just, like, sort of, like, just offering up anything to, like, continue, like, the fun time they're having with this person. Yeah. Um, that's how I took it, at least. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and then, I just can't get too much of you, baby. It's never, it's never enough. Um, I think, um, this is just, like, someone's always wanting more time with this person wanting more like I think also it could be like never enough of this like sort of glamour party like carefree not thinking Mm -hmm. you know like sometimes it's nice to just be able to forget about like the obligations you have and the thing the work that you have to do and like maybe you can't get enough of that as well in a more like like more um not like obvious interpretation Mm. Um, but also, like, never enough of the person. Do you agree? Like, what do you think never enough, like, never enough of what, I guess the question is? Yeah, I guess just, like, um, like, the time with them, and it just sort of seems like they're almost, like, competing with someone else, I guess, or other people in general to, like, Mm -hmm. spend time with them, because they're, like, offering, like, up all these, like, really intense things, I guess, like, taking their love and taking their heart and stuff, um, and it just seems like... Yeah, I just, I think that they just really enjoy spending time with this person, and um, I guess it could just be, like, anything. I They're just, like, having a good time with this person. They just want more time with them. Um, yeah. Um, and then we have Liam's come-ons, come-ons at the, at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes really high, and it's just, it's very exciting to hear these. And I don't know, I feel like, uh, it just fits so well with the whole sound and the grunting and all the weirdness going on in this yeah. song. And, like, for me, I don't know if I interpret the come on as, like, a call to action for the person they're talking to. So, like, I can never get enough. So, come on, let's go hang out more or whatever. Yeah. Or is it just, like, a 
you know, crowd rousing, like, come on, like, come on, everyone, you know, just like a phrase that's thrown out there. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it could be either, but I feel like it mm, is sort of just like a little um, interesting thing they decided to put in musically. Um, I mean, it could be either way, honestly, but I, I really like it. And especially with like the trumpets going in the background, it's just like so fun to like dance to and sing mm-hmm. along to and just like try to um, you know, imitate Liam's falsetto. Um, it just like, it's just so fun. Like, I just love that part. I think that it really added another layer to the song and just like, it's, it just, it's just great. Yeah. It makes me so excited for hearing this live. Like, I wish like we heard it live before the break. I hope we hear it live before the break though. I know. We don't have what, I think the only live or the only performances left are New Year's. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) no. I know, and those aren't even live, they're pre-taped. But, yeah, so I wish we could hear it, you know, because I think this song, just in general, has so many cool bits. Yeah. Um, So then we go back into the first verse that we heard, want to pull an all-nighter and get into something we'll never forget, um, but Niall sings this part instead of Liam. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, I think Niall just sounds so good. I yes. think they both sound so good at these parts. Um, and it like contrasts so much to perfect for me where you have, I think, does Liam start perfect? Yeah. I think he does. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't like the sound of that. Even though it's still a pop si- song, I still didn't like the sound of it. But these, these verses are so good for their voices. Um, did you have anything else to say about that? I mean, the lyrics are the same, so. Yeah, and I think, um, how do you feel that they just repeated the, the verses? Because I know my friend, she said that she, um, is not sure how she feels about the song, slash, like, doesn't like when songs just, like, repeat the lyrics over and over again, or, like, at least twice, Mm -hmm. or I don't know how long, I think, yeah, twice. Um, so I don't know. I think that this is kind of one of the songs that, like, as much as, like, um, I don't know. Like, while we're interpreting it, like, we can find meaning to it. I feel like a lot of it might just, like, be to sound good. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. Because um, it is a really cool mm-hmm. song musically. So I think that, like, I'm not bothered by the, um, like, repetition of the lyrics. Because it's, like, a really fun song, like, musically. And, like, the lyrics that they're that are written um, are good. So I like them. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, I think... I mean, I do... I do prefer when things aren't repeated all the time. Yeah, same. Um, but, like, it would have been cool if this verse was, like, mirroring the other one, but had different words. Yeah. So, like, wanna something, wanna something. And, like, I'm sure they could have thought of four different things, mm. you know? Um, or at least, like, for the first two change and then maybe keep the other ones the same. But honestly, in this song, it didn't bother me too much. Um I didn't really even notice it till I, like, sat down and looked at the lyrics. Yeah, I did, um, I wouldn't have noticed unless my friend told me. I was like, are you sure? Like, really? I, I, I did not even, like, I don't know. I didn't realize it at mm-hmm. all. Yeah, I think, I think it just goes with sort of the fun vibe. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, you don't have to take this song too seriously in a way. Yeah, and also, um, like, I just realized that, like, it's interesting that they said, like, um, baby, let's do it all over again, and then they, like, repeat it. So it's just, like sort of it kind of actually works that they repeated it um because like they're yeah good observation mm, so maybe they did that on purpose you know who knows um yeah (laughs) who knows Mm -hmm. um that's yeah i agree 
Uh, then we have Louie, who sings the same lines as before. Lips so good, I forget my name. I swear I could give you everything. And again, I think Louie sounds really good here. His voice is very raspy and just, I don't know. He always sounds good. I know. I feel like these, I didn't realize it was like literally two lines because his voice just like is so powerful <laughs> and like so like, I don't even know. There's no other word to like explain it other than like hot. It's like so freaking good on these like two lines. Like, I don't know. It just like mm-hmm. has such like a presence. Um, So awesome job, Louie. That's yeah. all I have to say. Yeah, I love when he sings, like, the, I don't know, I guess the pre-chorus bits, where a lot of times it's, like, slowed down or, like, slightly different, um, because, like, these bits are, like, it goes, like, more into slow motion-y, you know? Yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, I feel But it's not as, like, upbeat as the rest of the song. Yeah. Um, and then we go into the chorus again, uh, but this time there's some extra come-ons, I think, (laughs) at the end by Liam, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, but it's pretty much the same. Uh, and then we have the, like, little, uh, we need to find the names for these things. This is, Liam sings this bit, and it's, like, the, the breakdown. C part, or, yeah, the breakdown, there we go. So, it goes, too much is never enough, too much is never enough, too much is never enough, too much, too much oh is my never God. enough, too much is never enough. Too much is never enough. Too much is never enough. Never enough. Never enough. Never enough. Never enough. Um, I did not expect you to read all that, but I think that you, it just added to it. I'm really glad that you chose to do that. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks. Um, Yeah, so this is just, like, talk about repetition, but I think the, the repetition here, it just, it, like, adds to that sort of, like, it's, like, seems like you're, you know, it's, like, trying to tell someone like really dig it in like too much is never going to be enough like I'm telling you right now like it just I don't know and it starts off really slow here and then it builds and then the music gets louder as it gets farther and farther along in the verse um and it starts off with like very sparse music like it's sort of like the music is not there's not a lot going on and then it builds and builds and gets louder and to me it felt felt like like almost chanting or like encouragement like, that someone might, like, give themselves, like, an internal encouragement. Like, if someone's going to go, like, run a race, they're going, okay, too much is never enough. Too much is never enough. Mm. Like, let's give it all to all. Like, come on, come on. And, like, I don't know. I asked the question, like, who are they trying to convince? Is this, like, in their head? Are they trying to convince the person? Um, I don't know. What did you think of this whole part? That's so interesting that it could be, like, an internal chant, like, what you brought up. Um, oh, thanks. I... I don't know. I just feel like the whole like line "too much is never enough" is pretty an inter- like pretty interesting within itself, um, because like the mm-hmm. word like "too much" is kind of just implying that it's like you know too much, like you don't want any more. But then yeah. like then you're contrasting it with like never enough. It's just like very interesting because mm-hmm. it just like saying that like you'll never yeah. get sick of this person. Like you'll honestly enjoy their presence for um, forever. I guess like I mean that's pretty insane to say. Um, I can't imagine, like, never getting sick of someone. <laughs> like, I literally just can't imagine it. Um, but, you know, yeah. it's a nice sentiment. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's very interesting, and I like that they did the little chanting because it kind of, like, it really definitely, like, brings up, or, like, it, like you know, is, like, rousing, and, like, um, it just, like, I don't know, I guess, in, like, an interesting part of the song, and then, like, it goes into the chorus again, um, 
which I think mm-hmm. is really interesting because I think that because they repeated the verses, um, I like that they did a little like switch up and just didn't do like, um, you know, like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then like chorus mm-hmm. and then end in. I like that they added this little bit in there. Yeah, me too. And I think also in this part in particular, if we decide not to take the song as a whole, I feel like this one could definitely be about like One Direction and like to to the fans sort of like for us it feels like too much of One Direction can never be enough in a way like if we talk about the break coming up and I don't know anytime I see an interview or whatever like it's never enough like I want more I'm gonna want more music I'm gonna keep supporting the boys you know dang that's true I guess One Direction is the only group of people that I won't get sick of like but I guess I don't have to like hang out. Oh my out god! I hope we never get sick of them. I honestly that'd be a sad day. I mean, like we've been here for like almost like four years, so I'm yeah. guessing that we'll probably not get sick of them. <laughs> so I just like remember like the day that I realized that it wasn't just like a passing fad. I don't know why I thought it would be because like I've never been the type of person who just kind of like um like something for like a month and then gets out of it. Like I'm very you know I'm very fanish in my um, I don't know, like, my obsessions, I guess. I don't, I don't like the word obsession, but, like, you know, the things I'm interested mm-hmm. in, I just get very involved in, so I just remember the day mm-hmm. that I'm, like, you know, um, I'm gonna be into One Direction until, like, I'm, like, in the ground, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a happy thought. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't remember how we, oh, yeah, okay, so your interpretation of the fans things. I like that. That's cute. Oh, thanks. Okay, so then also I wanted to say that um, also if you listen in headphones in this, there's really cool guitar sounds like near as it builds. Mm. It sort of goes like back and forth in the headphones and it's like a call and response. Ooh. I don't know. So listen in headphones at this part. It's it's quite cool. And then I also wanted to say like when they perform this live, because Liam is doing in in the verse before this, Liam's doing some come-ons and he's like ending that and then he goes right into this. I was just wondering how they would do something like this because I know a lot of times when Harry will do like in Drag Me Down when he does like the down part where he like at the end and he's like yeah. screaming and he does all those runs yeah like he'll he'll not sing the part beforehand so that he gives himself like breath to do um the other part yeah so like i'm wondering how this will be with liam because the come ons i'm sure takes like a lot out of you and yeah doing a lot in a row like that and then he goes right into his part like i'm wondering how they would do that because i know they said they didn't write this song thinking about performing it live so like would they give parts of it to the other boys or would just Liam have to, you know, deal with it? <laughs> um, I could see the too much is never enough being passed on to one of the other boys or at least like maybe the first mm-hmm. part and then like Liam catches it at the end. That'd be interesting. Um, or maybe mm-hmm. like all of them doing all of it. That'd be cool too. Mm-hmm. That would be. If you know more about, about breathing and singing, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but then we have the chorus again, and it, like, repeats itself, um, in a row, and then we have some more come-ons, and then, um, Liam does a lot of high harmonies, this is, like, the end of the song, Mm -hmm. and in the background, like, you hear Harry singing most of the the chorus, and then you have Liam doing some harmonies where he's, like, never, never enough, like, doing these really high-pitched, like, 
runs and stuff um, in the background. And it's, I don't know, it's very almost, like, haunting psycho-like. Like, yeah. Like, screaming crazy. Like, I picture someone, like, whipping their hair around and, like, headbanging. And I don't know. I really would love to see this part in a concert. I think it would be so cool live. I know. Like, this song just live is going to be awesome. I just, I'm glad that you're saying, like, when we hear it live because that's giving me some hope in my heart. <laughs> um, because... <laughs> Yeah, I just, like, imagine, like, Liam just going psycho during that line. Like, it would just be so fun to oh see. Like, oh, and you know that, like, Harry's gonna be, like, galloping around, like, oh, man. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, um, like, Niall would get, like, just so happy because, like, you know, he wrote on this song. So, like, I just mm-hmm. feel like, I don't know. I think it's kind of sad, like, if you, I know that they didn't um write it in mind, like, to, or, like, write with, performing it live in mind but I'm sure like there's a part of Niall that like wants to perform it and like see it live and like see how the crowd reacts to it and stuff like I can't imagine that yeah. not being like a thought that he had um but yeah I just feel like mm-hmm. I don't know I'd, and they've been yeah. saying in interviews sorry oh no I had nothing thought. else to say no go ahead in interviews um they've been saying more recently like I can't wait to perform some of these songs live mm. like I can't wait to come back on tour and perform oh them. Which just, like, gives me more hope and, like, makes me happy. Yeah. And hopefully, like, um, when they come back, we'll, like, be not broke college students anymore. I mean, you know. Um. <laughs> Maybe we'll, like, be rich and trillionaires. <laughs> yeah, and then can pay to um, have all our listeners fly out and go to a concert together. Like, that's our goal. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that would be we so could fun. Honestly, that's if like... If I was rich, I would do that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not rich. I know. But if I was... <laughs> I know, because I know we got an Anon that was, like, saying that they were listening to the bonus episode and, like, saying, like, how fun would it be if, like, we all had, like, a meetup, like, all our listeners, and they were like, oh, it'd yeah. be, like, crazy, but it'd be so fun. And be like, oh, that would be so fun. And, like, imagine, like, I don't know. It would just be so fun. Like, I'm so sad. Like, that's why we have to get rich somehow. Um... And yeah, I mean, possibly next summer we could do a meetup somewhere. That would be so cool. Yeah, especially just... But we, we can't fly anywhere. <laughs> no, um, somewhere in the Northeast. Um, but yeah. what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that's, like, why I love when I see um, celebrities doing, like, really cool things for their fans. Like, I know um, Kim Kardashian, she flew out a bunch of the, like, fan accounts, like, on Twitter that she follows. And, like, she flew them all to, like, um, have brunch with her on her birthday. And she, like... I don't know. That's so cool. Isn't that so sweet? Like, seriously, that's so cool. Like, I just feel like those people's lives were absolutely, like, made. And the fact that she, like, took the time to do that and, like, spend the birthday with, like, her birthday with her fans. Like, that's just awesome. Like, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. One Direction needs to learn from Kim Kardashian. Yes. Never thought I'd say it, but yes. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Patty, or P-House1964... Asked us what our favorite lyric. She wants us to do favorite lyrics from each song we discuss. So, what would be your favorite lyric from this song? Do you think? I think that "Wanna Drive in the Night to the End of the Earth and Go Over the Edge" is probably my favorite. Just, um, I love the whole driving at night um, imagery, just like in every song, because um, it just like has such a, like a, I don't know, um, vivid emotional response for me and also Mm -hmm. just like it's very powerful imagery and also the fact that they um do some like such cool like things with their voices I think it I think it's Niall I'm pretty sure it's Niall that does like the really cool things on that line so I think that's my favorite um what's yours yeah I would agree with you I think that's the best line yeah I think it 
has the most interesting imagery. It has good metaphors. It, I don't know, sparks a lot. And like you said, it sounds really cool as well. Yeah. Um, and then what would you rate this song out of 10? Uh-huh. What did we give the last song? We gave the last song pretty high. We did... Um, History. History. And those were like, I said, I think 9.5 or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what would you give this one? Oh, my God. I literally am the worst. Like, I just want to give them all gold stars and just be like, I love them all. Um, I mean, you can if you want. Yeah, but I feel like we're doing it out of 10, so I can't just be like, gold star. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I think that realistically, I wish I could, like, I should, like, go and, like, rate all of them and then, like, so I can yeah. compare them because I feel like rating them, like, on their own. I don't know. It's like there's there's merits to either each one, like, doing, um, mm-hmm. doing it separately and then doing it all comparing, but I feel like, um... Because you also don't know if your, if your scale is the same every time. Yeah, you know? exactly. There's just, just so subjective many Subjective scale, and scales change. Yeah, we're very subjective. We're just kind of, like, throwing things out there. Um, I'd say yeah. an 8. 8.5, 8.6. <laughs> it's gonna be so weird, because I'm thinking of all the songs, like, the songs that I like more than this song, but I also really love this song, so I know. it's like, ugh. I don't know. I might give it, like, an 8, an 8.2. Oh, 8.3. wow. I don't know. Somewhere around there. Mm, yeah. That's not that low. You said 8.5. I know. 8. I guess those, those two That's extra point points. 8.2 lower. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm just trying to, like, save room for my other favorites in there, you know? Yeah, I know. I Like, I that. love End of the Day. I love Olivia. I love, like, history. Oh, there's just too many good ones. I know. I feel you. Um, And also comparing it to like, the other, um, more, like, upbeat songs on this album, we have, like, what, what would you say would be the upbeat ones? Temporary Fix, mm. Never Enough, um... Olivia, I guess? Yeah. Olivia. Yeah, maybe Perfect during the chorus. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if it's my favorite. I mean, it beats out Perfect, for sure. Yeah. But... I think, like, comparing it to Temporary Fix, I think I like Temporary Fix more. I think you did one. a poll about this, and I really, I forget. Yeah, I did. I don't remember which one I chose, and I still am having a hard time deciding, like, which one I like better, just because, like, I feel like they're really different, even though they're both upbeat, like, they just have such different mm-hmm. feels, but I've been listening to um, um, Temporary Fix so much recently, and it just, like, it's so fun. It's so great. I love it. I love, I just, I think the lyrics in Temporary Fix like, are very witty and fun and, like, just a good vibe. Yeah. So, I can't wait to dissect that song. I know, I'm excited. Um, but, yeah, when we did the poll, Never Enough was the number one. I don't think it won by that much, no, but yeah. people liked this one the best. Yeah. Um, so then, final question. If we were to have a music video for Never Enough, what would you want it to look like? Okay, so, um, I don't know if you've seen this, but I feel like, um, the use of, like, Spongebob memes have, like, very much increased within the past month, and I'm, I'm not the (laughs) past month, the past, like, couple of months, and I'm, like, just really excited because, um, I love the use of Spongebob to just, like, describe everyday life and slash One Mm -hmm. Direction things, and I literally can, like, I love when people put, like, overlay ridiculous screenshots of Spongebob with, um, with lyrics of One Direction, it's honestly one of my favorite things. But anyway, where I'm going with this is that I saw this, like, one tweet that was, like, when, um, Made in the AMs on Shuffle and, um, 
Never Enough comes after Hey Angel, and, like, the first picture is, like, of um, Spongebob in a, like, an angel outfit, like, coming to, like, sing from the heavens, and then the second one is, like, from the episode, I think, I don't remember what episode it was from, but, like, he was, like, in caveman attire, and he was, like, yeah. he was, like, grunting, you know what I mean? He had, like, some fangs or whatever, and I just feel... Oh, my God, feel, that's so funny. I just feel like I really want them to do, like, sort of a George of the Jungle slash Tarzan um, feel with this um music yeah. video and I just feel like Harry's hair would work so well and oh, um I don't know I just like imagine the boys in like loincloths and just like flo- like just like um <laughs> going around like on vines and stuff and like they could bring um bring back that um chimpanzee I guess um from what music video yeah. was it um steal my girl steal my girl and like Louis loved that um I don't remember. I think it was a. I don't know that chimpanzee. So um, orangutan. Orangutan. Or, yeah, I it? I don't know monkeys that well. Yeah, but yeah, or chimp. I don't know. Yeah, chimp. I don't know. Who knows? Some sort of monkey type animal. <laughs> um, and I just feel like that would be really fun, and it would just be so ridiculous. And I feel like they could. It just like this whole um song just like lends itself well with just such a ridiculous thing that like if they just did it normally I don't know if they'll like do a music video for the song but like I just feel like it could just be so funny and silly and that's what I want out of it Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this on I don't know maybe one of our album review episodes I said that I think it would be really cool to have like a part cartoon part real person mm. uh, music video for this where like I don't know there there's like like, cool things that they're interacting with that are cartoons and, like, I don't know. Oh, so, I like... I have said that about Olivia, too. Yeah, I think you said that know, about something What like, a Feeling, actually. I think all of them would be really cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, this one, like, I just... I definitely picture something, like, jungly, um... Like, like, pretty much what you said. I think it has to just be something, like, super funny. I would love to see the boys all in, like, Tarzan outfits. Yes. It'd be hilarious. And, like, trying to, like, swing across vines. Like, I literally would die. <laughs> Oh, yes. Um, Okay, anything else you want to say about this song just to wrap it up or wrap up this discussion? Um, No, I think I'm set. Okay, also in this song, I think it's really interesting because it has um, like a weird uh, combination of sounds. Like there's a lot of snapping and clapping and drums that's more like something you'd find on history and like sounds more like acoustic-y. But then there's a lot of electrical stuff as well that sounds a lot more pop. Mm. And there's that buzzing sound that Perfect has uh, in the chorus, which I really like. And I think it fits well here. So, like, I don't know. There's, like, an electrical sound, but also there's, like, snapping. So it's, like, an interesting mix of the two. And then also I heard, like, these weird lightsaber sounds (laughs) as well that sounded very, like, futuristic um, in different parts. And I think it just adds to, like, it being really dancey and fun mm. and exciting. What do you think of, like, that contrast of the sounds? I think it just makes it more interesting. And I don't... I have to, like, go back and listen. I guess my headphones... I don't know. Maybe I haven't listened to it loud enough that, like, um, in headphones to, like, hear all of that. But I think it's so cool that you, like, picked up on all of those sounds because um, I don't think I did. Yeah. I, I just... The sound... I, I love, like, trying to isolate without listening to the lyrics because, like, you realize how much goes into, like, the rest of the song yeah. as well. I think this was a good one, and I hope um, people like it because I really do think it's a, a fan favorite of a song. Um, yeah. So it was good to dissect. 
Um, okay, so let's move into feedback now. Okay, so our first one comes from an email from Jamie, um, who, in response to our last episode about history, um, said, also, in your last episode, you analyzed the lyrics to history. There is one line, but we always find a way to make it out alive. That reminds me of No One Here Gets Out Alive, which is the title of a bibliography about Jim Morrison from The Doors. Obviously, not sure if that is a conscious reference or coincidence, but I thought it was worth bringing up because some of the other lines in the song seem to dissect the pitfalls and struggles of fame. Of fame seems dark, but still got me thinking. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting commentary. Um, I think there definitely are, like, they definitely do reference a lot of the the pitfalls of fame, like the whole Louis bit when he's talking about like expensive champagne and hotel rooms and all those types of things. Um, and the, the getting it alive, I think that's just such a good connection of like making sure to like stay true to yourself and get out of like the fame alive and like being who you were when you started and not like completely changing as a person. Yeah. Seriously, this, um, this, I guess, like, reference or, um, what was I gonna say? This idea, just, like, bringing this up was, like, just such a cool thing, like, I don't know, I just feel like, um, seeing connections in the way that celebrities talk about fame, um, especially in the negative ways is just always so interesting, and I think that the word, like, alive was definitely consciously chosen in history, like, who knows if it was a reference to this, but I think that, um, it definitely parallels whether conscious or not. Um, and mm-hmm. their entire email was really awesome. And I, I love getting long emails. So thank you for um, writing in Jamie, because this was such a cool topic to bring up. Yeah. And then Kara, why don't you read the one from Patty or P house 1964 on Twitter. Okay. Um, wait, which one? The one above Jamie's. Okay. <laughs> so um, Patty says, that her idea for the history music video, especially after the Late Late Show performance, um, the boys in an intimate space with a Persian rug, like on the show, with, with clips of fans playing on a screen behind them that has a 35mm 30, um, filter on it, so it looks like old home movies. And you, uh, you know they have tons of footage of fans, so it could totally be done. And a 1D camp. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that was her idea for a history video, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, cool. I love that. Um, I love the detail, the 35 millimeter filter. Um, you know, I think a home video and like look, making history look like an old home video would be so cool. Mm. And even like they could do something where like story of my life where they had like, um, like photos from when they were little, like even to put like, um, like, uh, old home videos would be so cool to see. Because you know they have old home videos that they haven't shown us. Yeah, I think that also she, uh, she was trying to say, like, clips of fans, um, so it looks like an old home video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that too. But either <laughs> yeah, one would cool be really too. cool, to be honest, or both. Mm-hmm. And then also she had talked about the uh, making a 1D camp. I think it was... Um, she had seen another band do this thing where they like made these more intimate performances with fans where like they'd get to interact more. And I think there were some like games that they would play and also like small concert that, that they would do 
um, like on basketball courts and stuff, which I thought was so cool. And if One Direction could ever do something like that, it would be insane. Like to have like a camp where you went for like maybe four days and everyone just like interacted with the boys and sat and sang songs. I mean, I feel like this couldn't happen for a really long time. Yeah. But I just thought it was a really cool idea. Yeah, maybe like 20 years down the line. Um, we'll meet up and, yeah. you know, camp out in the woods with One Direction. Oh my god, that would actually be fantastic. I know, that would be my dream. Um, okay, so let's move into recommendations now. Um, my recommendation of the week was actually recommended to me by I Study Rainbows on Twitter, um, who sent us the link to someone who is at Fruitful Harry, and Fruitful is spelled F-R-O-O-T, um, who does sign language to One Direction songs, and I thought it was just so cool. I took a um, an American Sign Language class two summers ago, or last, yeah, two summers ago, I think, um, and my teacher told us a lot about how signing to songs is, like, a really big thing and how, like, I don't know, it becomes a lot more than just the sign language because when you sign, you put a lot of, like, emotion and facial expression into it. Mm -hmm. And, like, having to choose which signs to use um, and, like, how to do them to demonstrate what the song is about is, like, a whole, like, complicated process that, like, each um, signer would, an artist would, like, choose to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think she just does such a beautiful job of, like, showing the songs. And I think everyone should go watch those videos and follow her and check her out because it was just, I don't know, it's, it, it adds new meaning, I think, to the songs when you see it done in sign language. Because, um, like, that, you don't necessarily visually see songs all the time. Yeah. So I thought it was really cool. That is really cool, yeah. Um, for my recommendation, I have two. So the first one is this, um, I guess, like, audio post on Tumblr that it was, like, a... Um, like stripping back of kiss you and just listening to the harmonies of the boys and it's so interesting because like hearing the harmonies without like any um like music is so cool and their harmonies are just like really tight and like people compared them to the beach boys in this post and like I could definitely hear it and um Mm -hmm. I don't know I, I guess you just don't like don't really get to hear like their harmonies like without music and especially like kiss you I guess you wouldn't I mean I definitely didn't think um like how like strong their harmonies were in that song but then like hearing it without the music it's so cool to listen to so I definitely Mm -hmm. um would go check that out and then also um a this like coloring book page I guess or like coloring printable of Harry in his floral suit um that Ruby Curls did and um they put it up on their blog and I'll definitely link it on our Tumblr and I just like I was like um coloring it in on the other day and it was just like so relaxing and I love I haven't had the chance to get a uh One Direction coloring book yet but I really want one but it was just like so fun and it was like really generous of her to uh put it up on their their blog for free so I definitely recommend go checking that out mm-hmm yeah, I love those pictures. I love the coloring books. I think they're so cool. I know. Artists are so talented. And to be able to then, like, put your own, like, coloring into it is just really cool. Yeah. Okay, so our question of the week this week is, what is your favorite sound in Never Enough? Because, like we said earlier, there's a whole bunch of grunting, there's interesting musical instruments going on, some, like, electric stuff, lightsaber sounds. Um, so, like, tell us your favorite sound musically, or give us a favorite lyric as you, if you want as well. 
Um, but I'd just be interested because I think each time you hear it, you hear more noises that you might not have heard the first time. Yeah, and also maybe um, um, and then, if you wanted to do, like, what you'd like to see as a music video, I think that'd be cool, too, to hear people's opinions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Always write in about that. That's always interesting to see. Yes. Yeah. you know, you guys have good ideas. Yeah. Um, and then just general feedback and suggestions, as usual, for the show. Um, any stories you want us to talk about? Uh, or whatnot. Also, I think we've gotten a couple suggestions on Tumblr from anonymous people um, about talking about certain news stories, but I just want to say that we definitely got them, but we just don't talk about um, news stories that the boys haven't themselves talked about. So, uh, well, involving sorry, their we personal stories about... and personal lives. Yeah, involving their personal lives that they don't share with the public, so we're not going to talk about certain stuff like that. Um, but anything else, like, let us know what you want to hear. Um, and then also remember that we're doing, um, an episode in the future about marginalized groups in the fandom. So this could be sexuality, race, um, ability, uh, different stuff like that. So send us your stories. We've gotten a couple in, which have been so great. Um, but we really want to build up things. So write us in about your experience in the fandom with, um, other things like different forms of oppression that you might be like having in the rest of your life, I guess. Yeah. And also take Uh. our survey. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. Take our survey as well. Yeah. And remember to send us a screenshot so you can be um, entered into the giveaway. Yes. Um, I'm excited about that. Um, So thank you so much for listening to episode 25 of Talk Direction. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Visit our website, talkdirection.tumblr.com, for all the show notes and links to what we talked about this episode. You can go follow us on Instagram, just at talkdirection, or follow us individually on Twitter. I'm Caitlin I.R. Foster, and that's C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with the C. And then also you can head over to iTunes and rate and review us and subscribe. And we're also free on SoundCloud as well, if that's more your style. Um, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time for episode 26. Bye. Bye.